Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 805 Todd and Oz Show. I'm Patrick Osborne. He is Brad Swale. The number here, if you'd like to join us, is 512-836-0590. And my friends, we've been talking about a myriad of things today. Lots of stuff has been going on nationally, statewide, locally. Uh, and... Uh, Give us a call if you want to weigh in, 512-836-0590. An Illinois state judge is barring former President Donald Trump from appearing on that state's Republican primary ballot, arguing uh, that he played a role in the quote-unquote January 6th insurrection. There in Illinois to kick him off the ballot and said that any votes that have come in for him cannot be counted because they've already started early voting there. Essentially, they are waiting on the Supreme Court. And the judge said, if there is a decision from the U.S. Supreme Court in conflict with my decision, obviously <clears throat> mine gets stayed. But you feel like these people want to make a point and they want to make a statement. And that's what this judge has done. Not only saying kicking him off the ballot, but taking the step of saying, I find that he is actually engaged in insurrection, which he's not been charged with. He's not been convicted of. Didn't matter for this Illinois judge. That's Fox's Shannon Bream there. And that's that's exactly the point that I continue to make. It's like, how, how can you accuse a man? Well, I mean, you can accuse him all you want, but how, how can you take him off of a ballot? A man who, uh, he, rep- he represents the vote of countless people in Illinois. Uh, just in that state alone, he wants to take him off saying, well, no, you, you, you can no longer vote for your duly chosen candidate because I say, some judge, some random judge says that... He uh, he engaged in an insurrection that he incited an insurrection. Don't worry about the fact that, as as Shannon Breen pointed out, he's never been charged with insurrection. He's never been convicted of an insurrection. It's just a Democrat talking point. Yeah. Show me any other country in this planet where there's been an insurrection where nobody used guns. Yeah. Where a coup where where everybody was just unarmed. That's that's not what happened there. It was it was a it wasn't a good look for this country. I'll give him that. But this was this was a riot. This was some shirtless guys running around stealing Nancy Pelosi stuff. It's certainly not warranting of of decades in prison. All while we have DAs running around like our own here in Travis County, giving rapists and murderers a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Well, I mean, the January sixth trials, or whatever at the at the Capitol, and the the media constantly using that word insurrection. It's almost like it's it, it entered the zeitgeist. So it doesn't really matter if he was convicted and charged of anything. Uh, it's it's there, and people believe it. Right. Uh, and I think it's interesting that it's happening in Illinois because, you know, over the past six months, Illinois, especially Chicago, people there have been up in arms, people of color, blacks, Hispanics, all the people that that are just they, they go to the mayor and they scream at him. They're angry because of the illegal immigrants that are going there and they're taking the, the services and resources that typically these people would get. And they're not even citizens. Right. So it feels like Illinois, maybe places like Chicago. I don't know that he's. It's going to put him over the edge, and he's going to win by some sort of landslide. But it certainly seems like it would give him more votes, mm. right? Should he win? Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. Well, as uh, as this is ongoing there in Illinois, of course, we're we're, we're just 
well, really days away now from hundreds of delegates, more than 800 being up for grabs uh, for Super Tuesday. Democracy 24. Super Tuesday is less than a week away, where voters will go to the polls in 15 states. Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. On the Republican side, 874 of 2,429 delegates will be up for grabs, including the two largest states, California with 169 delegates and Texas with 161. At least least 1,215 delegates are needed to win the nomination at the Republican National Convention in July. It could take a while to get some of the voting results. California's mail-in ballots are valid as long as they're postmarked prior to Election Day and received by March 12th. Former President Trump is the frontrunner on the GOP side, leading former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley. President Biden, the Democratic incumbent, is expected to be that party's nominee. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. 809 is the time. 512-836-0590 is the number. Let's go to East Austin. Talk to Arnold. Good morning, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Yeah, the 14th Amendment is pretty clear. I wonder if y'all read Section 3 of the 14th Amendment because it doesn't say anything in there about being convicted or accused. It says if you have taken the oath and then you betray that oath by either insurrection, rebellion, or giving aid and comfort to people who do, which obviously... Trump has done. He has uh, that you're that you're unable to hold the office. Well, uh, show me where he did that. I mean, you know, he, he all you if all you uh, have to be is didn't, accused. You didn't watch any of his video of January six. You, you where he where he told people to go oh, in there and, and protest peacefully. You mean that video? Yeah, with the bear spray, that peaceful bear spray, and then they had the flag poles. And then they were uh, jabbing people, beating policemen with baseball bats, ladders, two by fours, breaking into windows. So it kind of looked like the, the, that, that uh, summer of 2020 then, kind of that same kind of thing. It was just a riot. It was a riot. It wasn't an uh, insurrection. It was a riot. I think you're wrong. All right, Arnold. I, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree, my friend. Take care of yourself. Thanks for calling in. 816, Patrick Osborne and Brad Swale. And for Todd Jeffries, 512-836-0590 is the number. Before the break, we were talking about uh, former President Donald Trump uh, facing a, a, a new problem this time after a judge rules uh, that he, he, he can be bumped off the ballot for the GOP primaries there in Illinois. Uh, here's uh, Florida Senator Marco Rubio reacting to that earlier this morning. In essence, it, it's like we have seen them unleash this cabal mm -hmm. of lawyers, prosecutors, and so forth, all designed to achieve one thing, and that is prevent Donald Trump from even being on the ballot. So this challenge obviously coming as the Supreme Court, considering Colorado's similar ban in that state. Uh, top court there arguing that Trump can't appear on the ballot over his participation in the January 6th Capitol riot. And I'll give it that. Yeah, it was it was very it was quite riotous. Yeah, uh, not quite insurrection though. I mean, I I wonder what people that believe that it was an insurrection. What do they say about the the police officers there opening the doors and allowing people to go in? Yeah, right. That did happen. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, okay. So who's to, did, are the police officers? Are they accused of just accused? Apparently, it's all it takes mm -hmm. of insurrection. No, they're not. Of course not. Cop Naturally. also shot Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, and if we if all it takes is an accusation, well, I mean, can we just start accusing people of insurrection and that's all it takes? According to, well, according well. to uh, to some, yeah, yeah, that's all it needs is an accusation. Yeah, well, let's point just... the finger and then believe every accusation. Naturally, let's go to Driftwood. Billy has some thoughts on this. Billy, good morning. 
Yeah, guys, uh, with all due respect to that idiot that just was on the line, um, there's such a thing in this country called due process. And he cannot, and nobody can call Donald Trump an insurrectionist until he has been adjudicated and found guilty of that crime, which a crime he hasn't even been uh, filed on yet. And so, you know, they just keep saying the same thing, and, and they, they're basing all their arguments on it, but it's, it's, it's just a lie. And it's simple. And, and it, they're lying to us to our face every day. Uh oh, I think we lost. Oh, there is. Even my staunchest liberal friends are beginning to, to ferret this out. They're figuring it out. And they, they know what's going on. And, and when you nail them down, and in the last six months or so, I've nailed a few of my liberal friends down, and they've said, you know, you're, you're right. Well, what are we going to do about it? You know, we got to vote for the guy, guy who's going to keep abortion legal. we got to vote for the guy who's going to take away all the, the AR-15s. we got to vote for the guy that, that believes that uh, we should open our borders. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's staring us right in the face. These people on that side are trying to destroy this country. And what I've been telling my friends on that side is, look, if you're if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. No doubt. And when when the when the when the thing when the walls fall, you're you're going to be on the hook for it too. Yep. 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 Uh, you're right, Billy. And and uh, I, I it seems pretty cut and dry to me that you know. Uh, you know, when you run on the platform of let's leave the border open and let's protect criminals and let's, you know, kill babies. Yeah, I, I, I could see how that, that would be off-putting to, you know, common sense people. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of common but, but sense the out there anymore. Is that they're, they're, the liberals, are, are they understand that. When you really nail them down and say, look, man, is that right or is it wrong? Are you going to be on the side of, of right or wrong, good or evil? They will usually, because most of them are good-hearted people, are going to pick the good. Absolutely. And they're going to the truth. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Billy, thanks, for as always, for weighing in, my friend. Take care of yourself. Call anytime, 512-836-0590. And, uh, you know, we... um I mean, when we talk about, you know, sort of uh, public safety, uh, someone who sort of twists the law yeah. to their own advantage. Yeah. It, it, locally, it doesn't, doesn't get any more egregious than, than Jose Garza, our, oh, our illustrious uh, glasses Garza. In, he really is. He's office. really pushing those glasses. If you look at it's his only signs, bring them up. Well, well, if you look at his signs around town, it's just the glasses. Yeah, that's his signature. His signature move. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, he's 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 banking he's banking another term on those glasses. He really is. And those I, cheap is, off the rack suits he wears. Is it going to work? I don't know. So uh, he's again catching heat over his ongoing claim that under his watch, Austin uh, has become one of the safest big cities in the nation. Right? Uh, he says that, that there's. Just all the evidence is there that under my watch, we've reformed the justice system. Things have gotten better. Um, a lot of free-thinking Republicans and Democrats disagree with that wholeheartedly and rightfully so. I mean, the, you know, it's it, seemingly not a day that goes by that we don't hear about some criminal that got out and went and hurt somebody. He's he's a small-time district attorney making international headlines yeah. uh, with, with uh, some of the things that he does or doesn't do, for that matter. Um, in fact... Here's a, here's a short clip when he was uh, when he was first running back in 2019, and actually this was shared by Bernie Sanders of all people. But he pretty much told you who he was going to be and what he was going to do. And to his credit, 
he kind of stuck to it. People of color and working people are hurt and killed every single year by police and law enforcement. And in the last four years, our district attorney's office has not held a single police officer accountable for that violence. When we win, we are going to end our cash bail system. We're going to end the prosecution of low-level drug offenses because we know that the data is overwhelmingly clear that every day a person struggling with substance use stays in jail, the likelihood they commit another crime goes up and we know that prosecuting these offenses are some of the greatest drivers of racial disparities in our system what we have been told is that public safety is just locking up as many brown and black people as we can but what we know is that public safety is stability it's a good job it's good health care it's the ability to support your family now some of that i don't disagree with i mean some of that is absolute stability but that's not public safety especially when you've advocated for the things you've advocated for and and the, the plea deals you've cut uh, with the kind of scum you've cut them with. Yeah, it, it, th- those things are not public safety. There are plenty of people that are having trouble with, I don't know, putting food on the table or affording rent or something like that that are not committing crimes, mm-hmm. right? So it's something something's different, right? Right. And, of course, he plays the race card. At, oh, at yeah. Supposedly, public safety, according to, I don't know, uh, whoever he's referring to, is just about locking up as many brown and black people as possible, and that's also not true. Right? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And the, the, I've been talking to a lot of the victims or victims' families of people that he's uh, given slaps on the wrist to. And the, the stories are so consistent that he just treats the, the victims' families or even the victims themselves as just not important at all. Yep. Justice is not important at all. It's just about the slaps on the wrist. That's right. That's right. Uh, because he, he also, I mean, he operates, it's all racial justice. That, that's his main focus. And that, unfortunately, while in and of itself is not a bad thing, it's you. He weaponizes it and he uses it in ways that that really are detriment to all communities, including the ones he claims to want to care about the most. Do you see this video out there being run right now by uh, Jeremy Silistein? You know the D, the Democrat running against him. Yeah, it's a thirty second campaign ad, and it's powerful. It's about a, a, a woman, Lynn Isaac. We've talked. We've told her story here on on uh, the Todd Nas show. Uh, if you haven't heard this, check this out. I experienced every woman's worst nightmare. I fought for my life against a sexual predator in broad daylight. I was out for a run when attacked. My watch documented those seven horrifying minutes, ending with my legs shattered. This predator attacked at least seven other women and children. We deserve justice, but DA Jose Garza let him off with no jail time. Our community needs a DA who puts our safety first. That's what you really get with Jose Garza. You get the kind of guy that uh, gets a slap on the wrist, goes out, rapes a woman and breaks her leg and goes and rapes multiple other women all around the city on all corners of the town. Yeah. Uh, Again, I I don't know. I don't know how progressives can protect actions like that. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Is that what reimagining justice is? Is that racial justice? I don't get it. No. Right? I don't either. And it's, I think it, it has to be, well, what, I, it, it, there's, it, it goes deep. Yes, it does. Right? It does. Yeah. Well, what do you, do you feel safer under this, this district attorney, uh, Jose Garza, 512-836-0590. Let's go to Jollyville real quick, chat with Richard. I uh, wanted to weigh in on the previous topic on the January 6th issue and Donald Trump being bumped off the ballot. Good morning, Richard. Hey, Richard. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, you know, there's a million data points on this whole FedSurrection episode, and one of the data points I want to bring up is, do you guys realize why anybody in their right mind would have had pepper, pepper, uh, bear spray that day? Well, I do remember that was a time in which there were a lot of uh, masked uh, Marxists, 
burning down buildings and assaulting people in the streets in the name of racial justice. Uh, they called themselves Antifa. I would imagine that's a good reason to carry bear spray, right? Exactly. Here's the deal. I went there in November rally, December rally, and January 6th rally. You were sub- If you were wearing a Trump hat, you were subject to getting in the- hit in the back of the head by Antifa and other leftist group near the wells just out of the blue. So you really had to watch your six. You had to have your head on the swivel. Everybody learned that at the November rally. Everybody saw that at the December rally. They even There was one episode in December where I think somebody got attacked by uh, Antifa with fireworks mm-hmm. at the entrance of a hotel, if I remember correctly. So... There was a rightful reason that uh, all these folks should have had bear spray, but I guarantee you some of the folks that had bear spray were probably some of the feds involved in helping making the fed erection happen. So, hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Richard. 832, Todd Nas Show. Patrick Osborne and Brad Swale. And uh, Todd Jeffries out. He will be back next week. And uh, it looks like here, uh, according to FBI Director Christopher Wray, election interference in the 2024 presidential campaign is it's already underway. Wray says uh, U.S. officials and cyber experts say Russia is using fake online accounts and bots to damage Joe Biden and other Democrats. Uh, so we're back to Russia, Russia, Russia again. Well, I thought that, that Biden was his preferred candidate. He is. Right. Well, you know. According to the Tucker Carlson interview, which, you know, Biden and anybody that's anti-Carlson has already scoffed at is just a bunch of nonsense. Are we supposed to believe this still? I don't get it. Believe what? That Russia's the, you know, I don't know, that they're that they control our elections and that Donald Trump is a Russian stooge. We are supposed to. I mean, according to these talking points, yes. Do people still believe it, though? Yes. I come on. At this point, have you looked around at the oddities that are uh, that are your fellow countrymen nowadays? Uh, sure, but yeah, still, I mean, people people believe all kinds of strange things. They do, including that Russia has 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 basically influenced the last two and maybe now a third presidential election. I Even though a lot of that was debunked, uh, you know, going back to 2016. I don't get it. I don't see how that's possible, but okay. Uh, so uh, Christopher Ray was at, a, at an event hosted by the Intelligence and National Security Alliance. Uh, and, and here's him explaining how AI is making it easy for governments to interfere in upcoming elections. This election cycle, the U.S. will face more adversaries moving at a faster pace and enabled by new technology. Advances in generative AI, for instance, are lowering the barrier to entry, making it easier for both more and less sophisticated foreign adversaries to engage in malign influence. So do you, uh, I mean, we, we hear often about Russia, you know, it's Russia, 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 but what about China? Like, I would, I would be far more able to, to buy the narrative that China is doing this. I, it's not that I'm, I'm saying Russia is not capable or willing or wanting to tamper with, with us in any way it could, because, yeah. It's Russia. I, and mean, I don't trust Russians, but sure, it's possible. Anything's possible, I guess. China is certainly a, a, a. I mean, it's a known threat. They influence our politics on a regular basis. They force companies to lobby on their behalf in exchange for those companies having access to the Chinese market, mm-hmm. which is massive and that's very lucrative for those companies. Um, China is has no interest in you know having a secure election or fair politics here in America. Of course not. Well, he says, uh, Chris Ray says that uh, his department's doing everything it can to make sure that this year's election is secure. The intelligence professionals across the government have to make sure that we're all leveraging our very best intelligence to combat this threat 
together. <laughs> he says it with such gusto, together. Everybody also says there's a similar effort underway by the Russians uh, in Europe, Germany, France, Poland. They, they've, uh, I, I guess the Russians, they say, have launched a, a barrage of, of propaganda over in those nations as well. Okay. Do you believe that? 512-836-0590. I uh, certainly would never say that the Russians aren't, aren't uh, keen and skilled and intelligent enough to you know, subversively do something like that. But are they still the big, bad boogeyman that, they, you know, that they've continued to tell us they are that has influenced our elections since Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that they probably do stuff like that. Sure. They're- sure. But what is the effect? Right, I don't. Uh, I I think that that's been measured, and I don't think it's a very big effect. Well, right? and and a lot of it, I think they, you know, they say, well, they're just in here trying to sow division, and well, I think I we think do that. We do that pretty well without the Russians. We don't, yeah. you know, certainly they they could throw their hat in if they want. I don't think it'd be like a drop in the bucket considering how divided we are already as a nation. Right, we do not. We don't need uh, foreign interference to be divided at this point. We don't. We don't. Uh, so, uh, do you have faith in our election system? I mean, do you, do you feel like our elections are at risk when when uh, when you go to the ballots and, and and you know that it's the end of the day, the polls have closed? Do you feel that? Uh, I mean, do you have confidence that things have gone the way they should? Because the reason why I ask that is because a lot of people don't. A lot of people, and I'm not talking about just 2020 and the whole Trump thing. I'm talking about just in general. Over the years, people have become less less and less, uh, more and more skeptical, I should say, of the elections process. Is that, is that warranted skepticism? Well, no, of course it is. I, I think that when you see things like the Illinois judge in Colorado and the other places that are trying to take Trump off the ballot, that's obvious election interference at this point, um, and they... We constantly hear the rhetoric. Well, he's an insurrectionist. He's uh, the 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 new Hitler. He's a Russian stooge. He's going to usher in fascism. He's going to do all these very evil things. If they actually believe that, if we're supposed to actually believe that they believe that, then of course they're going to do everything they can to stop him from being elected, and that includes nefarious things. Yeah, politics is a dirty business. Yes, it is. Politics is a dirty business. Always has been. Always will be. Let's go to round. Oh wait, sorry. I thought thought I thought Bandy had finished it. I was about to go to the phones, but uh, what? Oh, here we go. Let's go to Round Rock. Here, Paul has got some thoughts on this. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Paul. Good morning, guys. I appreciate the uh, uh, y'all taking my call. Yes, and, sir. And so I want to pose a question: If this is a misinformation campaign being used by Russia and China or any other bad actors, whatever medium they're using, whether it's AI or just or just you know fake accounts, why would they want to get rid of Biden? You know, I mean. Haven't they been able to just basically run shot over Biden for the last three and a half years? Yes, Why they would they want Trump to come in and hammer them back up underneath the rocks that they reside? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, this, it's, it's been great. I, I, all, all of our enemies have loved this presidency. I, I cry bravo Sierra on that right now. <laughs> I think it's so, too. This is, all just, this is all just them setting it up so, you know, they could, when they do lose... And, and I'm pretty sure they're going to, uh, they're going to be able to just sit there and start doing a bunch of finger pointing and that, and that, oh, Trump's colluding and blah, blah, blah. And here we go again with, you know, the Pelosi plan of 2017, 18, and 19, and let's get them all back into impeachment trials and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just silly. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, there it's, is not a country that wants to see Biden leave right now, except for maybe, uh, you know, Germany and Britain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like you're using a little bit too much logic there, and it, I think that might get you in some trouble. <laughs> I, 
I, I apologize. I'll cut back on the coffee and go back into sloth. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks, Paul. I Take care, my friend. 512-836-0590 is there, the number. There, I mean, there's another advantage to this and that it does rally their base into, you know, a, a, an uproar. They get them out to the polls a little bit more if they think that the, the, big, bag, the big bad Russian bear is going to come, you know, interfere in our elections. They must doubly, they must vote twice, right? Mm-hmm. They got to get out there and do their part mm-hmm. to prevent that from happening. So, I mean, it's it's a rallying cry, right? It's a political calculation that yeah, I think sure. is probably going to help at least a little bit. Now, some people that think that they're, they're going to find a way before November to, you know, the, the next, you know, pandemic or something like that, you know, that's going to upend everything. And, and they're going to have to say, well, you know what, we're going to have to suspend these elections. I don't know if I believe that, but I've, I've heard a growing number of people who do. Disease X. Well, the WHO talked about that, right? Yeah. They said it's not a matter of if, but when, and they, I think they referenced disease X. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's only going to be nastier. The, it's the election variant. Well, so if that really happens, let's say a real, a real virus actually came, and we spent, you know what, year and a half, two years of them crying wolf every single day that this glorified cold bug was going to kill everybody, from grandma all the way down to your baby. And, and yeah, we lost, we lost a lot of lives. But, okay. But a lot of them had, you know, they were immunocompromised or sure. you know, risk factors. So what happens if we really do get a real virus, and because they cried wolf for two years, nobody believes it. What, what happens in what, I mean, I guess then people, people bad might things suffer. Happen. Sure, bad things will happen for sure, but I mean, even if it is a real virus, the government doesn't have a right to tell me that I can't provide for my family. I agree, I agree. Uh, nor would I say that that would be justification for a, you know, calling off of an election. Sure. But uh, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that that's something that I generally believe, but I've heard a lot, a growing number of people who, who are starting to feel like, hey, you know, I, because Donald Trump is just steamrolling over everybody in the polls, including Joe Biden. And I, I they're, they're going to have to do something drastic, you know, yeah. is what some people think. 846 on the Todd Nas Show. Patrick Osborne and Brad Swale in with you. And, uh, man, there's a lot going on out there today. You know, it's just uh, you've got the whole issue with uh, Donald Trump getting bumped off the uh, the ballot there in Illinois. Yeah. Supreme Court also uh, willing to uh, take up his uh, his immunity case. Yeah. So this would be the second time that the high court's actually going to uh, going to look at something in, in, involving this presidential candidate that is Donald Trump. Uh, you've got Joe Biden and Donald Trump both going to be at the border today. Donald Trump in Eagle Pass, Joe Biden in Brownsville. And uh, let's get a, uh, a preview of that here from Fox News. White House spokeswoman Karine Jean-Pierre said President Biden wants to highlight that he, Democratic lawmakers, and some Republican senators came up with a border bill that House Republicans killed. They rejected it because of the last president and the politics around uh, the last president. National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd said while they supported the bill, the president's visit is still too little too late. He's not going to see anything. He's not going to be able to determine what he needs to do. And that's why Border Patrol agents, we are upset at what what he's doing. While President Biden heads to Brownsville, former President Trump heads to Eagle Pass as more migrants now come through parts of Arizona and California rather than Texas. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Lots of back and forth here. This is all just a political stunt. Donald Trump is just going there because he's uh, playing political games, says the uh, Democrat Party. Yep. Joe Biden's just going there because he's playing political games, says the Republican Party. Now, let me ask you, when you, when you look at where Joe Biden is going, I mean, there, there are stark differences between where these two men will be. They'll be about five hours apart on the border. Biden will be in Brownsville, where there have been like 46 illegal crossings in the past couple, three days. Yeah. Trump will be in Eagle Pass, where there have been more than 2,016 in the past couple, three days. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like Donald Trump is going actually where the problem is. 
Uh, whereas Joe Biden is going to go where you know they can get they can get you know plenty of good clean open country B roll with no nobody pouring across the border because it's Brownsville. And they, yeah. don't, they don't have the problem that Eagle Pass does. Yeah, well, it seems like both candidates, of course, they're doing political stunts. But, you know, South Texas, I think, is maybe up for grabs now for conservatives and Republicans. And I think that worries Biden, right? I think these people, these these communities are hit the hardest, arguably, by the illegal immigration, the waves, the all of the, the, the millions and millions of people that are crossing the border, the crime, the cartels. They're hit the hardest, and I think that they're getting fed up with it, right? So I think it, it, they're doing this both as a political stunt to try to get those votes in the upcoming election. And as we were talking earlier about, you know, Russian interference, quote unquote, in the election uh, and who they may prefer, who do the cartels prefer? Oh, undoubtedly Joe Biden. Why would the cartels want Donald Trump when he, he, he doesn't, he's not afraid of them? He's not afraid of, the, of, of Iran or Russia? Or why would the cartels want a man who, at the drop of a hat, <laughs> could realistically, you know, launch a, an operation against them. Not that he would, but if anybody's going to, it's certainly not going to be Joe Biden. Yeah, the, the the between those two, the one person that's actually going to affect their business, and by golly, this is a big business for cartels. They make a lot of money off of it, and it's not just people paying to get across the border. They become indentured servants after the fact, trying to pay off these uh, the, the cartels and uh, protect themselves and the human trafficking uh, aspect of it. Cartels make a lot of money off of this. Mm. And if one person between the two is going to put a dent in that business, it's going to be Donald Trump. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, of course, Donald Trump has made no bones about, you know, where how he will address the border situation, uh, you know, come day one. You know, I, I, I don't believe it's realistic, but, you know, he talked about the biggest mass deportation in American history, that kind of thing. Well, it sounds good, but I, I don't believe it. But nevertheless, I believe that he will implement Similar similar policies like he had when he was president that would actually lock things down and make it much more difficult to get across. And, I, yeah, I don't think the cartel would like that. Although, we got a ton of cartel already here. There's probably some riding around a truck right now. Listen to us. Probably you so. Know? I hope they're enjoying the show. Yeah, uh, it's a great show. So, uh, you, so you don't think that Donald Trump is actually, you, when he says that there's going to be the, the, the largest mass deportation in, in human history, you don't think that he's telling the truth there? What are you going to do? Kick down doors and drag people out of their homes? I mean, I uh, don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how it happens, but you don't think it's going to, you don't think he's going to try? I think he will try. Uh, but, I mean, I, don't, I just don't see it. Logistically, feasibly, I just don't see how you do it. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, it, it sounds good. And yeah, if you want to come in on day one and say from here on out, zero tolerance policy, we catch you, we throw you back. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, I mean, I think the, the first step should be ending the birthright citizenship, mm. right? That's I think that's the first step. And that, that has will, been taken advantage of. That will be, that will disincentivize a lot of this. And then, you know, if he if he's going to do something like that, then you'd start the deportations. Well, uh, we will see, obviously, but I definitely don't see his, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be a good look, you know, uh, people just being sort it's of not dragged a, it's out not a of good buildings look. and stuff. It's not a but good look it, now. It, you're right. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying that logistically, yeah, I don't think it's possible. The MSNBCs and the CNNs of the world are going to make it, you know, they're going to they're, they're gonna make it look as bad as possible. I'm not saying he's going to do it. I don't want them kicking down doors and harming, you know, physically harming people either, but they're illegal immigrants and we as a country are suffering, mm. right? Uh, yeah, send them back. I don't think that that's a crazy idea. No, and, and you know, a prime example of a place you could look, sidewalks of New York City. Okay. Right? They're everywhere. Uh, illegal immigrants, 
probably most of whom have been bussed up there by you know Greg Abbott or, or you know from elsewhere, but they're there and they're not. They're just taking up space. They're taking up resources. And yeah, maybe, arguably, yeah, the the majority of them probably do want just a better life here in the United States, want to find work, but wanting a better life and wanting a job. That's not an that's not an asylum claim. Well, so you could easily, if Donald Trump wanted to do that, start right there. All right. On the sidewalk, uh, you know, we'll start cleaning up the New York sidewalks right now. I mean, but again, the the CNN and MSNBC and the the left leaning media would have a field day with that with that video and those pictures of of armed law enforcement personnel, you know, hauling people away for deportation. Not that it would be. I mean, at the end of the day, that's probably the only answer, right? Deportation. Well, yeah, I I think so, and I don't I don't think that's a a, a bad solution here. I mean, you have the the Denver government may furlough American staff to put illegals on its payroll. They they have forty thousand illegal immigrants that are that arrived this past year, and the city is warning hourly workers that they may be furloughed while also considering hiring illegal immigrants to work for the city. Uh, just because they, 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 these people need to work so that they can, you know, I don't know, do so. Like, Americans are being put second by the governments yes, that are. are supposed to represent them, that they have paid taxes to, that they've invested in. And so, of course, people are starting to get really pissed off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a, probably a lot of people, it's not just people on the right, moderates, even some Democrats and people on the left are saying, yeah, maybe that deportation thing sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I, I and I know that it, you know it, it. It probably sounds harsh uh, to a lot of people that have, for many many years, been rabid supporters of just anybody come one come all. But at some point, you know, you have to you have to start getting real and, and using some common sense and saying a nation without a border is not a nation and it cannot stand. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it is harsh, but so is fur- furloughing American workers in favor of illegals. That's yeah. that's harsh. Well, and you talk about uh, that was Denver that you're talking about yeah. there, right? So Denver also they've got their Denver health their healthcare system, uh, and they it's buckling under the weight of, of so much indigent care now as well. Uh, so I mean, there there are all kinds of, of ramifications, and and certainly there there is room for discussion and compromise. But uh, we you know we exist in the extremes nowadays. The, I, I just don't I don't see any answer here. You know I mean we're just going to have to get tough and start booting people. The Todd and Oz Show weekday mornings five to ten on News Radio KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.